Well, today we start a brand new series called Investigating Jesus. It's going to be a walk through one of the four Gospels in the New Testament, namely the Gospel according to Luke. Now, if ever a man wrote a book filled with good news for everybody, Dr. Luke is that man. His key message is this, for the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. He presents Jesus Christ as the compassionate Son of Man who came to live among sinners, love them, help them, and even die for them. The book of Luke is a gospel that contains narrative history, genealogy, sermons, parables, and even some prophetic oracles. And the emphasis is parables and contains more of them, get this, than any other gospel. There's 19 of them in total. It's the third of what's called the synoptic gospels, the gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And what are they? They describe events from a similar point of view, synoptic, as contrasted with that of John. So who was Luke? He wasn't only a fine writer who wrote the account circa 5961 AD, but he was a trained physician whose viewpoint, I love it, reflected what? His Greek background. And no wonder he began his book with detailed accounts of the births of two important babies, the doctor, right? No wonder he emphasized Christ's sympathy for hurting people. He wrote with the mind of a careful historian and with the heart of a loving physician. And his writing was characterized by a joyful tone. It provides many details of human interest, focusing on Jesus' concern for poor people, sick people, women, and children. I love it. The key word or phrase in this gospel is son of man. It's used 80 times. Well, the key personalities, well, of course, Jesus Christ, his parents, you know them, Mary and Joseph, 12 disciples, John the Baptist, Herod the Great, Jewish religious leaders, and Pilate. Now, why did this doctor even write the book at all? Well, he tells us. It's right at the very beginning. This book was written to record an accurate account, here it is, so that you may know the exact truth, I love it, of the life of Jesus Christ as the perfect savior of the world. Well, the life and message of Christ were so important that many books had already been written about him, but not everything in those books could be trusted. So Luke wrote his gospel so that the readers might have an accurate, orderly narrative of the life, ministry, and message of Jesus Christ. He had carefully researched his material. He interviewed eyewitnesses. I love it. He listened to those who had been with and ministered the word with Jesus. And most important, he had the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Well, in chapters one through four, what do we see? Luke writes a very detailed account of the birth of Jesus. You know, that Christmas story, always fascinating. He then explains John the Baptist's preparation of the coming Messiah and Jesus' baptism in the Jordan River, which transitions into the very beginning of the ministry in Galilee of Jesus himself. 
Chapters 5 to 21, the big chunk in the middle, consist of the ministry of Jesus. And as Jesus travels, he teaches, preaches, heals the sick. What? He brings hope to the desperate and the discouraged. He was also seeking those, I love it, who were obedient and faithful, like the Roman centurion who sincerely pleads with Jesus, just heal the servant from a far distance. Oh, he says this, just say the word and my servant will be healed. Oh, and guess what? That is exactly what happened. Jesus met many religious leaders who relentlessly opposed him. They tried to trick him, and you know it, they even tried to kill him. And then he closes up the book in chapters 22 to 24. One of his own, Judas, betrays Jesus. And as a result, Christ was unlawfully convicted by a dishonest and hateful court, sentenced to an excruciating death. However, death could not hold him. And after three days, come on, we just celebrated this. He resurrected and rose from the grave just as he had miraculously raised others during his own ministry. So let's read some of the account. You know it. We begin from the message paraphrase. It says this, So many others have tried their hand at putting together a story of the wonderful harvest of Scripture and history that took place among us using reports handed down by the original eyewitnesses who served this word with their very lives. Since I have investigated all the reports in close detail, Starting from the story's beginning, I decided to write it all out for you, most honorable Theophilus, so that you can know beyond the shadow of a doubt the reliability of what you were taught. <laughs> the Gospel according to Luke is a book, a book with a message for everybody because Luke's emphasis is on the universality of Jesus Christ and his salvation. Good tidings of great joy, which shall be <laughs> to all people. Ah, oh, I'm excited, can you tell? Let's consider these six th key themes. Number one is prayer. But Jesus, Luke says, often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. That word often stands out, doesn't it? Yeah, Jesus was a man of prayer. Luke 6.12 says, one of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray. And get this, he spent the whole night praying to God. Theme two, the Holy Spirit. I want you to listen to these awesome verses that Luke wrote. He was speaking to the Virgin Mary. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Jesus, another verse, right? Full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Look at 4.14, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, wow, and news about him spread through the whole countryside. And how about these two amazing verses about this theme? Oh, you've maybe, many of you have heard this, some of you never have. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. 
He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. What a theme that's going to be to discover. Well, a third theme in this book is praise and joy. It's really quite simple. The, the gospel opens with a number of songs of praise. That's what happens when people meet Jesus. Theme four, money. What? Luke speaks about money more than any of the other gospel writers. And additionally, he has a special place for the poor. I'm thankful, aren't you, that the family of God is not an exclusive club where only the rich can join. No, the truth is, here it is, regardless of our economic, our economic status at all, we are all welcome to sit at his table. Theme number five, women and children. You know, the society and the culture of Jesus' day would not normally consider women and children worth so much attention. <laughs> but Luke's writing emphasizes something so different. God's love for all people, including women and children. You see, where the human heart is prone to elitism and judging, the, the heart of God reaches to the poor, the outcast, the widow, the orphan, and the refugee. I just love it. And finally, theme six, forgiveness. Wow, it's a key theme. And that just makes sense because the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ is basically about the forgiveness of sins. Hear this verse in Luke 5. One day Jesus was teaching and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They'd come from every village of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. Can you feel the desperation? When they couldn't find a way to do this because of the crowd, they, they went up on the roof and they lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. What'd Jesus do? When he saw their faith, he said these words, friend, your sins are forgiven. Now the Pharisees and teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, who is this guy who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? I love this. Jesus knew what they were thinking. And he asked, why are you thinking these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven? Or to say, get up and walk? Here it is. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I love it. I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. And immediately, he stood up in front of them. He took what he had been lying on and he went home doing what? Praising God. Everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, we have seen remarkable things today. <laughs> well, I guess you have. <laughs> Here's another verse. Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with Jesus to be executed. 
When they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him there along with the criminals, one on his right and the other on the left. And Jesus said, what? Father, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. Yes, you hear it? Father, forgive them. There's a fun story about a Sunday school teacher who had just concluded her lesson and wanted to make sure that she had made her point. She said, now can anyone tell me what you must do before you can obtain forgiveness of sin? There was a short pause and then from the back of the room, a small boy spoke up. Sin, he said. <laughs> well, I guess that's right. <laughs> to be forgiven, you have to first sin and admit it. He's on to something there. There's another very short story. It was like this. It was a king who had suffered much from his rebellious subjects. But one day they surrendered their arms. They threw themselves at his feet and they begged for mercy and forgiveness. You know what he did? He pardoned every one of them. One of his friends said to him, wait a second, didn't you say that every rebel should die? Oh yes, I said that, replied the king, but listen to this. He says, but I see no rebels here. Friend, have you been forgiven of your sins? Jesus is more than ready to forgive you right now. He paid a price, and that's why it's very easy for you to make this happen from your heart. Why don't you just pray to God a prayer like this? Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Would you come into my heart? I make you my Lord and Savior. Amen. Friend, if you prayed that prayer, I know that God heard you and forgave you of all your sin. Please consider reaching someone at Clearview Community Church by contacting us through our website or call the church. However you reach us, we'd be happy to hear from you. Thanks so much for watching today. I want to speak the word of God over you now. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. God bless you.